0: Is your home or apartment in need of a glow-up, but current furniture prices, crazy shipping fees, and long delivery wait times have been holding you back from creating the space of your dreams? If so, you might want to check out HulalaHome.com. Based right here in Fort Worth, Hoolala Home has hundreds of chairs, sofas, recliners, home office furniture, and more in stock and ready to ship to your door. Exclusively for Corks and Cowtown listeners, enter offer code Cowtown at checkout and save 15% off your entire order. Shipping is always free and delivery is guaranteed in 10 business days or less. Go to POOLALAHOME.COM That's H U L A L A Home.com. Hulala. Welcome
1: to Corks and Cowtown, where everything is popping. Grab your drinks. The show is about to begin. Well, howdy, y'all, and welcome back to Corks and Cowtown. Um, It is now November, and we are going to kind of kick things up a bit and have some talks that maybe need to happen and you might need in your life. And obviously, trigger warning, we're going to talk about... uh, Maybe some tough, sensitive subjects, but we're just going to get into it today. My guest today is Jordan from Forever Reckless. Hey, y'all. Jordan is here because kicking things off, we are going to talk about, (laughs) first of all, once again, trigger warning, we... uh, Really like using humor as a defense mechanism. Yes. Um, when we talk about dark shit, and we happen to be members of the Dead Mom Club. Yes. So, yeah. If anyone else happens to be a member, let us know. We're getting jackets.
0: I just want like everyone to know that we didn't notice, we didn't know that each other were a member of this club until we were drunk at Mash one day. Yes, exactly. Yelling it across the restaurant. We
1: literally had our trauma dump. Yes, and we basically went from birth to current and gave a breakdown, like a summary of life. Yes, and we're both like, "Your mom's dead. My mom's dead." So, um, yeah. Anyways. The holidays are near. Yes. It's actually my
0: mom's birthday in a couple days. Oh, it is. Wait,
1: when? Uh, I believe the 7th. Okay. My mom's would have been December 31st. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. Yeah. Look at us. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. See, here we go already. We can have a party, a joint party or something or do like shots. Yes. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You know, just normal things. Yes. Well, I don't know. Did I ever tell you that she passed away on Christmas Eve? No.
0: Passed away on Christmas Eve and I found out Christmas Day. Shut up. Yes. It's a Merry ultimate, Christmas. Yes. I will never forget the day. Like, no, I, I see, never. Like, yeah, I know. I was sitting on the couch listening to my Walkman and living my best life. And then my dad is like, hey, I need to talk to you. And he pulls out this newspaper article and I'm like, there's newspaper article. Yes. With the picture. I don't know how they did it so fast, first of all. Um, but yeah, he gives me the newspaper article and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I thought like, because I was going to go back to my mom's house that day. Stop. Yes. It, it was traumatic. So,
1: no, absolutely. So, like, here's the whole thing. So, what kind of kick started this is me wanting to do this with everyone. Obviously, it's a little different from what our typical topics are, but I had a friend send me like a little one of those like kind of memes that goes around talking about like friendship and how friendships change and whatnot and just like how people's lives change. And I don't know why, but it like triggered me because I was like, shit, like, we used to be so close. And just life has happened. And so I was like, we all really need to start, I feel like, being more open about some of the shit we're going through. Yeah, because a lot of us just hold it in and don't talk about it. I feel like that was me for so long as I would not talk about so,
0: like, yeah. certain things. But then now, like, especially like like with our friendship, we've just been friends this year and everything yeah. like that. And it's grown. But it's like you don't realize how many people like relate to your story. And that it kind of helps like mm-hmm. being like, oh, I'm not the only one that did like experience that. Yes. Or, I'm not the only one that felt that way. So I feel like having those conversations and having those like relationships where you can... Like, discuss those things it's really beneficial, well, and
1: that's the thing that like we always sit here and like preach is we're just like just have conversations with people, regardless if you think you're going to agree with them or not, and have yeah. these hard talks because you're going to have some type of common ground with people you probably don't think you have any with amen, and I think that that's like the most important, but especially like the holidays are near. I know that the holidays are a little triggering for me just because I'm typically alone. And that's not—this is not, like, a pity party or any bullshit like that, but it's just, like, most of all my, like, friends are married. And, you know, like, most of my family has either passed or they live somewhere else or they have their own families and do their own things and traditions. And so whenever you've also just, like, lost a parent, it's just, like, a constant memory in the back of your head. Yeah. And so it's, like, every single holiday, every single, you know, like, exciting experience, every celebration, it's just, like, someone's not there. Right. That's one of the reasons why I think I had to get
0: out of retail because oh one of the things that happened in retail is whenever it's the holiday season, everyone wants to know what you're doing for it. And I just Mm -hmm. remember this one time I had this customer come in and she was asking what I was going to do for, I think, Christmas, Thanksgiving or Easter. It was one of those holidays. And I was telling her, I was like, oh, well, I'm I'm not really going to do anything like my... At the time, my dad was living in California. My little sister lived away. And, like, me and my older sister don't really do the holidays. Like, we're not that festive. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I'm not going to do anything. My dad's there. And I think I think of it as, like, usually if someone, like, specifies, like, a a certain parent's not going to do something. Yeah. Then... Like, I would recognize, like, oh, they probably don't have a relationship with their other parent. Yeah. So she just, like, kept pestering me. She's like, well, what's your mom doing? And I'm like, well, mom's dead. Like, I yeah. probably got to the point where. People like, you know literally
1: love like. to just over ask. Yes. So, yeah. No, I feel you on that. I feel like
0: this year I'm i am kind of anxious about the holidays because this is, like, a new territory for me. It's I stopped spending holidays with my dad of the family probably like right after graduation yeah, because it was just like toxic mm-hmm. and like my little sister doesn't live here. So we rarely get to spend holidays together. And so usually whenever I was in my relationship, I would do everything with my boyfriend's family Yeah, and we were very close. Like Everyone like go over. They, yeah. had, they did like the what you mm-hmm. would want your family yes, to do. Like exactly. the big family dinners yep. you spend all day like hanging out with each other. And now obviously we're not in a relationship anymore. I still have a great relationship with this family. But it's like now I'm in a new relationship. So I have to have that respect for that relationship mm-hmm. and try to like start a new Like navigating tradition. between yeah. new things. Yeah, but it's like his family is not here. I'm not going to go hang out with my family. So it's like, I was just going to be like the two of us. And so that's why I'm like, Oh yeah. If you're not going to do anything for Christmas, come over. Like let's do, let's no exactly. And that's what we
1: said is like, and I know that some other friends recently had like, what I'm not going to say who it is on air. I don't think she'd care, but her mom passed earlier this year and she was like, I just don't want to be here. Mm -hmm. And so we had originally talked about like going somewhere. And I think it's like, obviously a little too close to probably do that. But my idea is like, Why don't we all just go do, like, a nice dinner out? Mm -hmm. So no one has to cook. No one has to clean. No one has to do anything. We can all just, like, go celebrate and Mm -hmm. do stuff together. But that's the thing is that no one really talks about these things because it's almost, like, kind of— What's the word I'm looking for? It's, like— I I want to say uncomfortable. Well, yeah, it's it's definitely uncomfortable. It's kind of like, what is the word I'm looking for? It's going to come to me later. But, like, it is kind of uncomfortable because— I feel like you don't want to overstep with friends even. But at the same time, it's like, how nice would it be for some of your friends with amazing families to be like, hey, come stay with us? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's like one of those things that it's like, well, I don't want to intrude on your family. But at the same time, the offer alone would be nice. Right. I think what
0: one of the things, too, it's like I have my best friend. I love her parents. Me and her parents have a great relationship. But, like, I've never spent the holidays with them. Mm -hmm. And... I know that she would welcome me. Like, they would yeah, welcome same. me like, hey, come yeah. over, do this. But I feel like I also, I also don't want to feel like I'm intruding. Yes, on their exactly. Time, you know?
1: Yeah. And I feel like that's a hard thing to explain because then your friend is going to be like, you're never intruding your family. Yeah. But it's like, you don't understand how it feels. Yeah. To be that other person. Yeah. That's not actually blood. But <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Like, they're randomly. Yes. And then if someone, like, extended family is there, they're going to be like, oh, how do you know so-and-so? Mm-hmm. And it's going to be like. Oh, well, this, well, where's your family this holiday? And then you have to start the whole thing over right. again. And it's like, yeah, my mom died when I was 14. I haven't seen my dad since I was 18. Like, you know, and it's like, oh, well, why haven't you seen him? And it's just like, oh, well, he's a piece of shit. Right. So
0: you know what they It starts the say? whole
1: thing over and over again. I
0: hate this comment so much, but the one thing that guarantees everyone always says is, oh, but that's your dad. Oh, but that's your, oh, that's your yes. sister. That's your family. Mm-hmm. You need to do that, you need to know no, you don't have to do no, you don't just of family, and here's like, the thing,
1: obviously, everyone has their difference in opinion. I know a lot of people that use that, and they're just like, it's my family, it's blood. It doesn't matter what the struggles are, whatever. How happy are you truly when you're going through these struggles and issues in a consistent like circle right, and that's the reason that I finally at like eighteen, I was like, I never want to do this again. It is so unhealthy. it's so toxic it literally like caused problems in my other relationships and friendships just because that was all I could focus on. And now it's a whole different thing because I'm literally a whole different person. Right. Because I was allowed to get away from the toxic behaviors. Right. And when you're as, I don't know if it's probably, it's probably the
0: same for you, but like as I grow up and mature a little bit more and everything like that, you kind of like take the time to reflect on things you just like you realize even more like oh no that that's fucked up like yes why would I involve myself in that situation as well as if I witnessed that situation I would put a stop to that I wouldn't want Mm -hmm. my friends or one of my family members doing going through that like Mm -hmm. so why would I subject myself to it you know
1: that's the thing too is like I've had to do that with like some friends with like say maybe typically not parents but maybe like siblings where are like someone's like talking down or degrading or whatever. And I'm like, do not talk to them like that, especially if I know what the situation is. I'm like, that is not OK. Mm-hmm. You do not get to treat your family like that. But the thing is, so many people are scared to even stand up for themselves, regardless if it's like family, friends, you know, like work, mm-hmm. whatever. And I think the thing I've learned just through time is that like nothing is going to change until you stand your ground. Right. And that's with life in general.
0: And but also you only
1: have your life. Exactly. So
0: you need to be able to live your life to its fullest and its happiest. And you don't need to subject yourself to anything that's going to like negatively impact you. No, I absolutely agree. Or anyone that
1: doesn't deserve you. Yes. I absolutely agree. Cause it's one of those things like Thanksgiving's coming up. I don't know what you're doing. Like, do you have plans? No. Like we- I think we kind of talked about this as I was just like, I don't have any plans. It's like I think honestly, I would love us to just like have an opportunity to like have our friendship even grow and like start a new tradition and be like let's just go do something. Yeah.
0: You can you can even come over and just stay yeah. the whole week. Yeah. I
1: was the same sis. <laughs> like it's just whatever, but it's one of those things that I think that I just kind of want to bring to other people's attention that maybe aren't aware because so many people maybe know that a friend has a, you know, parent that's passed or they don't have a close relationship with someone But it's at the holidays and, like, celebrations and things that I feel like maybe reach out a little more. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. I feel like just
0: make it an extra, like, a thought and, like, consideration maybe. Yeah. Like, if you've had that friend where you know, like, their situation, just take that time to be like, hey. Like, it's almost like checking on your strong friends. Like, just check on them and be like, hey. Extend the invitation, even if you know that they're going to, even if you know your friend's going to be like the person that's like, oh, no, I would, I would rather be by myself. Extend the invitation because yeah. it would still make them feel a lot better.
1: We'll see. And that's honestly the conversation my friend and I had is she said, like, you know, I've always just been strong and done stuff on my own. And so have you. And I was like, that doesn't mean it doesn't still hurt. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things that I think people need to know. Kind of like ever like New Year's is obviously a celebration, but it's my mom's birthday. So it's like, it's very like a twist. And then same with you is like Christmas is supposed to be a happy celebration. Right. <laughs> like gifts and all this other stuff. But for you, it's a bad memory. Right. I think if anyone that hangs out with me during like,
0: usually, I, I think I've talked about it on our podcast. Um, But like November and December is usually like where I have like, I'm like mm-hmm. spiraling and I I am like depressed. And that's when I'm usually trying to do more things because if i'm doing more things it's keeping my mind off of it mm-hmm. and so it's the times where like i don't have anything to do that it's like okay well i mean yeah. now i can sit there and think about it you know i don't think that i i don't think that i have had a moment where i've completely been able to just like forget it and like completely oh, same. Just enjoy no, christmas or anything no like that. same
1: yeah i don't think that's ever gonna happen though whenever you've had like some traumatic event or like something that's just very like triggering Whenever these things come around again, because I'm the same way, is like basically the whole month of December because it's my birthday, Christmas, would have been my mom's birthday. And then February is when my mom passed. And it's also when another friend passed. And so, like, the whole month of February is just triggered with, like, it's the month of, like, love and bullshit. And then I'm also single. And so it's just, like, I hate this month. Oh, yeah. And so it's just, like, one of those things that it's hard to explain to people. Like when you're not in it, because we all are so self-consumed and that's normal. Like we all need to be focusing on ourselves and our own well-being and whatnot. But at the same time with your friends, I feel like every now and then you need to be like, hey, this is coming up. I should check on them. I like Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. I write all my friends because all my friends that are moms are like phenomenal mothers. And I fucking love them for that. And I love my little nieces and nephews and, you know, whatever else. But I always write them and I'm like, happy Mother's Day. And sometimes I'm like—and a lot of them—and I know it's not, like, intentional, but they'll just write back, thank you. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) I have—I will give
0: one of my friends props for this. And they don't live here anymore, so we pretty much only, like, text and catch up, like, every couple months and, like, keep up with each other that way. But he will text me on Mother's Day, Mm -hmm. and he'll just be like, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. And I want to say that I— I'm, he's the only friend that I can recall that does that consistently and like he'll have a conversation mm-hmm. like I just wanted that you know that like, she would be proud of you you're doing amazing blah blah, blah. and he, that's something he does every Mother's Day for me my little sister's mom is also so sweet and everything she, she'll so that's your stepmom um or no what
1: well, do you consider
0: her I consider her my bonus mom okay just because okay. her, her and my dad aren't married anymore okay gotcha And she's one of those people that whenever she celebrates Mother's Day, she will also include me in that. Yeah. She'll always say that, like, I'm her first baby because she'll be sweet. Yeah. She's a godsend. But she'll also be like, she'll make sure that she, like, mentions something for my mom. And she'll be like, I, like, I let your mom know that I'm taking care of you, like, everything. She's a sweet, she's a godsend. Oh, that's awesome. So it's like, those are the people, those are the only te- times i can think of people that are like outwardly being like hey this is like yeah let me think about you on this holiday mm-hmm. like i'm not don't i want to like not disrespect my other friends because they no, do make same, comments same. like yeah. Yeah. around my birthday or if i mm-hmm. do like accomplishments like when i bought my house or when i did something like they'll also like be like hey i think your mom would be proud of you and so like they'll remember yeah. it but like on mother's day specifically those are the only two people that ever like think to
1: say something mm-hmm no, I'm right there with you. I think it's just one of those things that people just don't think about. And it's normal because we all are living our own lives. We all have our own shit. We're all going through shit. And that's the thing is we all have our own struggles. But I think that, like, holidays coming up, it just makes things, like, intensified.
0: I know that I'm guilty of it. Oh, I am too. I I think the way that I, like— reach out and communicate to people is like I have my daily circle of mm-hmm. people that like I'm talking to on a daily if not weekly basis and they're the people that I'm pretty much hanging out with mm-hmm. or we're doing something like that's my core group so like I don't ever ever have to think to contact them but then I have that second layer of people that I care about mm-hmm. like I have a best friend that I love her, but we are just on two different, like, schedules and everything like that. So I'm guilty of it. I forget to text her and, like, check on her and things like that. So I'm not the best person. Like, I forget to te- – I haven't texted my little sister in, like, two months. I just forget about it. If you're not in my, like, current line of view yeah. or, like, in my immediate, like, activities, I yeah. forget to reach out to you. And it- I'm guilty about that. I'm trying to make sure I'm doing better See, on See, and that.
1: I'm the same way. Is That's kind of what happened with my friend, like, last week is I kind of just, like – Got in my feels but it was just like that is I was like I'm guilty of it too but I also never like she has multiple kids and I was like I don't ever want to I know you have a lot going on so I was like I feel like it's easier for you to reach out to me because I don't have as much mm-hmm. going on mm-hmm. like I'm not trying to manage four kids schedules yeah plus a husband plus work plus everything else not saying that I don't stay equally as busy and have right. a full schedule but at the same time anytime I do reach out it's normally like hey can I call you back yeah So then it eventually becomes a thing where you're just like, okay, I'm just not going to reach out anymore. You reach out to me when it's convenient. Yes. It's because because we are
0: our own responsibilities. We don't have kids to take care of. We don't have, like, husbands to take care of. Mm -hmm. We're just taking care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so it's one of those things, like... Just try to make it so, like, I try to make sure my friends know I'm available, yeah. but, like, I'm not also going to, like, bother you because exactly. I know you have so much stuff going on.
1: That's the thing is, like, so many friends, I think the whole, like, strong friend talk, yeah. it's just like, well, why didn't you say anything? And it's like, well, I don't want to bother you. Yeah. Like, but at the same time, it's like, that's why sometimes you need to check on your strong friends because it's like, we're out here just <laughs> fucking yeah. raw dog in life. Right. Like, just, we're just trying to do
0: our best that's on our own. The- that's like when uh, you and Kate texted me, um, I'm guessing it's probably been a, about a month and a half ago now, but you guys texted me like, hey, are you doing okay? And I'm like, well, actually, if yeah. you want to ask about it, this, 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 mm-hmm. this happened. I'm fucking struggling. And
1: and what did we do? We both, like, me and Kate were just like, yes. hey, because she was going to see you. And I was like, take her, like, a little gift bag. Yeah. I was like, we all have to, like, check on each other. Yeah. I was like, it's just necessary. But it's okay. So kind of funny side topic. When you were saying, like, we just work and, like, don't have kids, obviously, one of my friends sent me a picture accidentally of a hat, and it said DINK on it, D-I-N-K, and I was like, what is that? And she goes, sorry, wrong, Robin. And I was like, well, wait, no, I'm invested. Like, what What does does that mean? Double income, no kids. (laughs) And I was like, I need that hat. I need that hat. I was like, that's genius. And I think they sell them at uh, Courtside Kitchen. I don't know if they sell them there or if it was, like, someone, like, there that had them. Yeah. But I was, like, dying because I was, like, that's genius. I so that. I was, like, I am a dink. Double income, no kids. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just think that I wanted to bring this to people's attention because I feel like it's necessary. Like, <coughs> I know we had other things to talk about, too, but <laughs> I just felt like— We're just going to talk about our trauma, <laughs> yeah, we're okay? good, yeah, we're here to talk about trauma and why you should take pity on your single friends at the holidays, but— no it's fine um i don't know i think that it's just like really hard because i know we've touched on family whatever like i obviously all my grandparents have passed i have a couple siblings that i do keep in contact with um obviously don't <laughs> fuck with my dad <laughs> or stepmom like absolutely fucking not um but it's so wild because So many people, like you were saying, you know, like have these families that then they do go to the holidays too. And this is something that probably needs checked on as well as whenever you don't have a good relationship with your family, but then you spend time with them still. Right. Because it's just like, then you're just putting yourself in like a bad situation over and over when it's supposed to be like a happy holiday. Right. And it's like, what, how do you help those friends?
0: I feel like the thing that I do I'm thinking of one particular friendship where I know that my friend cannot be themselves for their fam with their family and it breaks my heart because Wait, is
1: it who I know? Yes.
0: Okay, yeah. and they are the nicest, most genuine, caring, loving person would give you their last and they can't be themselves with their family because they're like, "Oh, my family won't accept me or whatever," like that. And so what I do in that situation is I just reiterate how amazing they are and Mm -hmm. that like if anyone's going to feel that way towards you that's the incorrect way incorrect way yeah and i let them know that like if you ever choose to do that we are your family no absolutely your friends can be your family and we will be there to support you and we will be there to pick up the pick up the times where you miss them and things like that Mm -hmm. i think that's the only thing you really can do is make it known that if like you're acknowledging their situation and you're acknowledging their feelings but you will be there for them If, if they need anything, you know, you'll be there for them to kind of, kind of pick up the slack.
1: Well, that's the thing is like, to me, I've always kind of felt like that though, because my friends were my family, right? like even like all through high school, whenever I knew I was like in a bad living situation. And obviously it wasn't like, I'm not saying like, take pity on me. I had the worst upbringing on earth. Like I had a roof over my head and I was fed. So I can't really fucking complain about shit, but mentally, emotionally, physically it just was not good but my best friend Michelle <coughs> her parents were always like my parents and they still are to this day and i thank god for them for that because your family does not have to be blood no
0: family and is like that create. is
1: li- yeah it literally like that is not a necessary thing and it makes me sad that so many people do feel the opposite way they're just like family is everything well take a step back and let's see, do you actually have a good like family life? You're probably blessed. And that's why you feel that way. Or, you know, potentially is like that you truly like your family's like a ride or die family and you would do anything for each other. That's amazing. But also remember that you haven't walked in other people's shoes and not everyone has had that experience. Right. Cause I've had that too. As I remember like right before I got married, my ex was just like, well, I want to talk to your dad. I was like, fuck no (laughs) he was like well I just feel like you know if we're gonna be together like we need to like things just need to be squashed I was like are you fucking kidding me (laughs) I was like this man ruined my life his wife ruined my life I was like they are horrible people I was like and you want me to go backwards instead of forwards like make that make sense it's one of those things where I think that like sometimes you just have to let go of people and it doesn't matter if it is family or not. And that's something that maybe is a little like, you know, wrong to say. I don't know. Like everyone has their is entitled to their own opinion and emotions, whatever. But like, no, fuck them. One (laughs) hundred, literally, like no, live your
0: life. I had a very like I don't want to paint the wrong picture. I had a very privileged childhood, and I was very well taken care of until I was. 16 and okay. that's when my dad married his current wife my dad's been married three times
1: my dad's been married I think five
0: yeah yeah he, he would have been the fourth but him and my mom never got married mm-hmm. and I had a great relationship with everyone except for his current wife and it was just I've always said for like me personally with relationships and people in general I can always tell like if someone's like not like I get, I get the vibe and from the very first well, because you're
1: very in tune with like yourself and like you trust your intuition yeah
0: and so from the very first time where I met her I was just like I I'm not with it mm-hmm. and then that kind I went from having this very close-knit family where I was involved in activities we I would see my family we would do like family dinners weekly like it was happy go lucky like I was happy yes I was still like sad about my mom not being there yeah. but i was fulfilled because i had everyone else you know
1: yeah and, and you're also young right which changes a lot of things as well because i feel like you're just not as into the real world yet Also, right,
0: right and so then whenever she married him things just changed and then you started i started noticing that now my character has been questioned i'm like i'm a 16 year old kid how can i obviously why i'm how like you guys, can you give an example she would because i feel like our stepmoms were very similar so my dad would work at work at lockheed so he would okay. be gone a lot of the times so i would come home and she would be home with me and i would come home i'd be working in my room doing my homework and she would come up and be like don't ever say anything to me. You don't need to speak to me. You don't need to look at me. You don't need to talk to me. If you're in front of if we're in front of someone, then you can greet me and act like it's okay. But other than that, I don't want you to say anything to me. And then, in public would she be totally different right but then she would go to my dad and be like jordan is so disrespectful she doesn't speak to me she ignored me yep i did these things and i'm just like what the hell Mm -hmm. and so then she started making these situations making it seem like i was lying i remember this one time she said that i like this stupid shit she said that i like spilled laundry detergent and i'm like i don't even do laundry why the fuck I touch laundry detergent and lie about it like i went in there and i dropped what i was carrying and i picked it up but i had nothing to do with laundry charging yeah and so she would start creating these stories to make it seem like i was this massive liar so i was like i literally started thinking like am i fucking crazy like am i remembering these yeah things it wrong? literally
1: like makes you feel like you're insane yes and as a kid you're like what the fuck right because then it makes you question everything right so i went to one of my friend's house and i was telling
0: them that and she I, this is when i knew that I needed to, like, I wasn't crazy. My friend had had gone to my house one time when I wasn't there. She was going to, like, pick up something from me that I had of hers or something like that. And so it was just my friend and um, my dad's wife at the Mm -hmm. house by themselves. And my friend was, like, I told my mom, my friend had told her mom about the interaction, this lady fat shamed my friend. Talk shit about her for being a... To uh, her face? To her face. She fat shamed her. She shamed her for working at... I think my friend worked at Sonic at the time. She shamed her for working at... She worked at Sonic and Taco Bell. She shamed her for working <sighs> at those restaurants. I hate her. And was just like degrading her. She told her that she was too big, all these things. And so then that's when I was... that When my friend told me that, because she had, she had an open relationship with her mom, she was like, we need to talk to my mom and like get this figured out. And they... Literally, I think they're the only reasons why, like, I made it through my no. Nope, that two years literally of high school.
1: is the only reason. Like, my best friend Michelle and her mom were the only reason too. So, I
0: literally, start writing down. Oh, uh, this is what it was too. She bought me a journal, and so I started writing my journal. But then I realized that she was reading it. Uh huh. So then I had to keep my little sister. Mom had given gotten me money to get a uh, get a little prepaid phone so that I could have it for emergencies because. We and this is did, still when you're sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Because we just didn't. We felt like something was wrong, and everyone everyone outside of that family knew like this bitch is something wrong is wrong with this girl yeah to where I had to like start putting notes in my phone like after interactions to be like this is what happened that way I knew like hey I'm not crazy I know this is actually happening but to the the reason why I don't have the relationship with outside of the family is because they all seem to like ignore that they all Mm -hmm. seem to see they all make it out to be like oh you know you're this rebellious kid I'm like no I was anyone that knows me when I was a kid I was the most like stand-up person Same. like i was scared to get in trouble Same. i like, didn't I want to make terrified. less than 85 like yep. i was a great kid because so, you were
1: terrified right. of some type of retaliation right that's exactly how i was so like my friend's mom
0: like they didn't even buy me a graduation dress my best friend's mom bought me a graduation dress she bought me shoes she got my hair done everything mm-hmm. i'm like what do you what do you see as an adult how do you how do you let that happen? And I hate this thing that's been on TikTok and people are like, Oh, be easy on your parents. They were they were growing too. They were learning too. No, no. bullshit. You still know right from wrong.
1: Yeah. You no. Still, you there's st- no- like, here's the thing is we're how old we we're in our thirties. And I know right from wrong. Right. Like, you can't tell me that the fucking 65-year-old didn't know right from wrong when it's also, like, I was the youngest of seven in a blended family. I'm like, you both had three kids of your own to raise, and now you're getting a chance at one more, mm-hmm. and you still can't fucking do mm-hmm. it? Maybe you shouldn't have had kids. hmm Like— it literally pisses me off it, so it, much. And I'm like, I feel like I'm getting turned now. I know. Why? I was like, it was like slightly emotional. And now it's like, no, fuck y'all. Yes. yes. <laughs> because that's the whole thing that like pisses me off is literally there was an interaction and I want Michelle to come on the podcast eventually, like my best friend. But um, there was an interaction at some point, I think it was like our sophomore year that my stepmom was so we lived in the same like neighborhood mm-hmm. in Granbury. Um, so my stepmom was out in the yard and the neighbor, um, we was one of our like friends too. And so Michelle and her mom went over there to like check on their like cat or something. I can't remember the story exactly. And basically Georgia went up to them and like confronted them and said, like, Michelle wasn't a good friend. And I remember even there was a time that like my stepmom said that uh She wanted me to call Michelle because they were Catholic and she was worried about Michelle's salvation. Oh, my gosh. And so, like, Michelle would come to church with us. Like, I would, like, she would come to, like, church camp, like, whatever. And it's just one of those things that, like, looking back on it now, I'm like, how fucked up? Because, like, we would sit there and have our own discussions, like, obviously as kids and be like, well, this is what I think about. Like, Michelle and I have always had, like, a difference in opinion about a lot of things, but we've been able to respect each other. Right. And we still do to this day. Is like we will sit there and have conversations. And I'm like, I don't agree with that. And she's like, okay, well, tell me why. And then I do the same thing. I'm like, okay, well, let me give you my perspective on it. And like, maybe here's something else. Mm -hmm. And we've always respected each other. And then it's wild to me that an adult would try and end this. We didn't talk for a year. That's kind of
0: how me and my... I have, so I have my childhood best friend, Madison, and I had another one, Whitney, that I had met at the same time. Yeah. And we were very close. Like my dad, we used my dad and her mom used to like let us stay over like weeks at a time at each other's house because we were just that close, you know, we, and we would spend holidays Mm -hmm. together if like we weren't doing something. And when she came into the picture, she basically made it out to my dad that she was this terrible friend. She was a bad influence. Yes. Rob, when I tell you that we were the most PG fucking kids ever. Oh, same. Ever. Same. Like, I never went to a house party. I never drank alcohol that was not given to me by my mm-hmm. by an adult at like in my family. I never did like, a single thing wrong until I was 18. Yes. And even, no, even then. Oh, yeah. I was still like, ooh, like,
1: I don't want to do that. Like, uh, you know? But it's just wild to me because... It was always, like, whenever things were fine, it was Michelle and her mom were the first people, like, whenever my parents were doing something psychotic, like, hey, you need to leave the house for four hours. We're going to have an exorcism. I'd call Michelle, and I'd be like, hey, can I come over? Like, are you home? And she'd be like, yeah, what's going on? I'd be like, oh, my parents are about to do an exorcism on some kid. You know, like, whatever. And her mom would just be like, does she want to just sleep over? (laughs) And I was just like, "You need the most normal thing. And I was like, what a fucking weird situation. And then it was just, like, the most normal interaction. And her family has literally, to this day, same thing. Is like, I text her family every holiday, every, like, Mother's Day, Father's Day, like, check on them. Because I'm, like, those are my parents. Yeah. Like, her little brother, I'm, like, that's my brother. Like, still to this day. Because I'm, like, what the f-? they were the most normal. And they are, obviously, I've talked about them a lot on the podcast. But, like, they're, first of all, just fucking hilarious. But they're the most, like, open, just accepting family. And that's all you need. That's what it's just like make it make sense. And no family's fucking perfect. But still, it's just like being able to see that like kids are in need. I think is necessary. Right. And that's why, like, with all my nieces and nephews, I've always told them, I'm like, here's my phone number. Here's my location. Give me yours. Anything. Anytime. Call me. Oh, yeah. If you can't talk to your parents about it, I don't give a fuck. I will be quiet. I won't say a word. You contact me. I'm such an advocate for
0: kids now. Yes. Like, if you need something, let me know. If you are, like, if you're in any kind of situation, let me know. Yeah. I'll be there for you. And,
1: like, if I witness something, oh, bet your ass I'm going to say something about it. Oh, my God. And, All my friends, like, oldest kids that are, like, in high school now and the, some of the shit they tell me. Oh, yeah. Like, school now, I'm like, I, I'm like, I will come up there any day. I was like, I'm going to beat a kid's ass. Oh, yeah. I'll fight a kid. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, at this point, I was like, I'm going to fight a kid. Yes. Like, it's wild. My nieces and nephews will tell you that. Jordan fights kids. Yeah, I was like, absolutely. Absolutely. But it's one of those things, like, I think especially whenever you've gone through it and been on the other side of it, it kind of makes you a little bit more sensitive because you're just like, you have no idea. Right. What's probably actually going on. Amen. Like, that kid is in trouble. And I'll do that with. To make it not
0: just so family, but I'll do that. I've ended friendships with that because Absolutely. if I witness something that you're like treating someone else shitty or something like that, then no, we're done. I was friends with someone and we had been friends since we were in seventh grade and we ended up moving in together and being roommates for it was an I only lived, we were only roommates for like eight months. And she, it was me, her, and one of our other friends. And I just witnessed the re, the way she was treating our mutual friend. And I was like, no, I'm not going to fucking stand up for that. I don't support bullying. I don't no. support this narrative. Like, no. Like, you mean, you may not have a personal conflict, but the way you're treating someone else, I'm having a conflict with you. And like, that's not, that's not right. I'm not going to ever stand for that shit. I'm going to stand for what's right always. Mm-hmm. And like, just don't be a shitty person.
1: No, it's really I agree. simple. It really is. But here's the thing: is that I learned too, and this is even in the past, probably just like five years alone. I can say because it did take me a while to like figure it out. Is that like obviously you have friends, and like your friendships aren't always going to be perfect, and you're going to need to like vent and do other things. But I've learned that any type of friend who shit talks their other friends regularly. Yes is doing it about you as well. Yes And that is something I learned the hard way (laughs) With a friend who literally just dropped me one day and quit talking to me Mm -hmm. And I was like what happened because I was like reaching out and I was just like, you know, like whatever like we'd gone on a vacation and Done stuff and then it was just like I reached out and I just started getting like no response And I was like what the fuck I was like is something going on? and so I asked another friend like a while down the road, and she's like, "Actually, you asked, so I'll tell you what happened." Mm-hmm. And she like made up this—I mean, to me, like made up a story and was just like, "Oh well, Robin's just not who I think she was, and da 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 da." And I think she uses people. And I was like, "This is coming from someone who, anytime she we went to the bar, put all her drinks on my tab." <laughs> Anytime she needed somewhere to stay and I was out of town, she would just go stay at my place. And I could go on and on and on. But I was just like, okay. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? I was like, that's all I needed to hear. I was like, that is not who I am. And this is something also I saw on TikTok recently. And it was like, quit. Whenever you hear something negative about yourself, quit defending it. Right. Your character speaks volumes. Right. And so at that point, I was like, okay, I literally just let it go. Because I was like, you know what? I don't have to defend myself in this because I've asked all my friends, and even the friend that told me, she goes, I don't think that's who you are. And I was like, I know that's not who I am. Amen. That's the biggest
0: lesson I think I've learned with family, friends, whatever mm-hmm. it is, I know who I am, and the people that care about me actually know who I am, and I don't need to convince anyone of it. No. Like, I had someone trying to say, like, I'm a bully. No, I'm I'm not a bully at all. No, have I, you stand up for yourself. I stand up for myself, and I will... One thing about me is I will be accountable as fuck. I will, if I, I, I know that I have been like a mean and nasty person, but I own that shit. And I also will, I'm also that bigger person where I'll reach out to that person and be like, hey, you know what? This was misdirected. You did not deserve that energy. Mm-hmm. I apologize for that. It was a reflection of what I was going through at that, that time. So yeah. I own my shit. Like, don't let anyone tell you who you are. No, I totally agree with that. There was a situation a year ago, actually, Halloween weekend, and um, this is when Kate tells about like how I oh, yelled yeah, at her. Yeah, yes, yeah. all I said was stop, <laughs> <laughs> but I did that, and the next day I said I reached out to her and I was like, "Hey, you know, I apologize. You didn't deserve that." Like, and we talked about it, handled it, whatever. And what I love about her is she'll go and feel like. Okay, so I can understand why you did that. Let's talk about like why you did that. And I she's like, I can under I can understand what your inner your emotions were to make you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out what like how to avoid that in the future. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like it takes, I guess, like a special type of like I don't think I can't think of the word. Um what is it like whenever you're maybe aware self-awareness maybe
1: self-awareness is very key
0: yeah to realize that like some things are misdirected and Mm -hmm. also let's see like the cause and effect of some things yeah like why especially if you it's one thing to know like oh you acted out of character Or, oh, no, you're just a shitty person, you know? That. Because you're,
1: like, patterns. Right. Once again, I've said it a thousand times, you never doubt patterns. Whenever someone has treated you a certain way multiple times, or, like, they're known for doing something multiple times, and they haven't changed, but they keep saying they're sorry. Yes. Are they really sorry? Because at a certain point— it's a choice. Yes, and you're just you're just doing what's like the PC right thing to do, and just saying you're sorry. Yes. So pick a lane and stay there. Like, do you, are you actually fucking sorry, or are you just doing this to appease everyone? Because then you've been forgiven each time, and you can go right back to right. it. Right. Right. Because that's the thing is, I've noticed a lot with friends that I've had to like learn is I typically am a very like happy hunky dory person. Mm-hmm. But if I'm ever, like, overstimulated, which is something I've, like, started realizing about myself, is sometimes I can thrive in chaos or I'm an absolute piece of shit. Right. And if I am overstimulated and I have a lot going on, I sometimes, my tone, I can say something just very flatly. But for some reason, to me, it comes off as just, like, me just saying something. But to other people, it's such a change in my typical tone. Right. They're like, oh. Yes. And I've had friends literally, like, I'll say something and they're like, oh, God, well, I didn't know, like, I didn't mean to, like, piss you off. And I was like, you're not pissing me off. I'm just trying to tell you, like, I'm overstimulated right yes. now. But then they, uh, it's, I mean, I feel bad because I'm like, it is on me. But at the same time, like, I want to tell my friends and be like, it's like, you should know me by now. Like, I would never do that to you. Right. But at the same time, we're all humans and we have feelings and emotions. But I like what you're saying is how you just go back and you're like, hey, I didn't mean it like that. I'm sorry. Right. Like, because there's been times that I'll go out with a group and like multiple people say if like I'm trying to like organize a dinner. Mm -hmm. We did this for like one of my friend's bachelorettes is like I'd organized a dinner. We get down, you know, like we sit down. There's like a bunch of lights. There's music. Everyone's trying to decide what to order. We're trying to order for the table and everyone's kind of looking to me, which I fucking love because... I like being an organizer. I like doing things for my friends. I like all those things. But I was trying to just focus on what even I was thinking Mm -hmm. because, like, I hadn't even looked at the menu. Mm -hmm. And I have five people asking me questions, and I literally was just, like, I freaked out. And I was, like, I need everyone to just be quiet real fast. Right. I was, like, my brain can't process everything that's going on right now, and I'm going to freak out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's hard because then everyone's, like, oh, well, you're being a bitch or, like, whatever else. And I'm, like, no, I'm not. I'm trying to tell you. I can't handle this right now right. as a friend and I'm going to freak out actually if things don't calm down. Right. And it's very hard to explain that sometimes to friends that are just so like hunky-dory. We all have different personalities. We, yes. We all do. And that's the thing that's great about friendships. My thing, I I think now that,
0: cause I'm typically like a very chill person. I feel like. Same. Uh, I don't really like, I used to be like a very hot headed person. I'm not anymore. Like I've, Same. I'm, I'm, I'm mellow.
1: <laughs> we, well, we have figured out that if we get together and anyone ever pisses us off, it's going to be totally different. Dude, so. Yes, yes.
0: But like, I feel like because I already have social anxiety, and I feel like I've been like sh- stressed more lately. Like when I'm stressed, it like increases and it amps mm-hmm. up. And so what I try to do now is like I because I don't like to say mean things. Because I, I know that I've been, like, the receiving end of someone that's just, like, mean in the moment. Yes, they, and I yes. know they don't mean it, but, like, then you—those words still stick to you. No, absolutely. So what I've do, started doing is, like, I'll just shut down mm-hmm. and, like, try to, like, calm myself down before, Same. like, I'm in that space. But then someone's like, what's wrong? Right. And this is, like, I need you to stop. I just need you to give me a minute. Yeah. But, like, um, for instance—like, great example is the first time that we met at mm-hmm. Kung Fu—and not Kung Fu— Fucking um what's that fucking bar? Ampersand. Yeah. And we went yeah. to Shimmy's mm-hmm. and we were meeting Kate and their friends. I was, I was overstimulated because it was like we were just meeting a new, you, mm-hmm. a new group. There was so many of us. Brandon was telling us mm-hmm. to go one place. You guys were trying to go to one place. And then Kate's trying to get us to go to one place. And then and we was, were all trying
1: to do like DP shootouts. Yes. And like all trying to meet and be like, I think even Chad was like trying to be like, hey, y'all would get along about this. And we're just yeah. like, yeah, 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 yeah. We're just like, let's just get drunk. <laughs> right. There was so much going
0: on. And I remember telling Kate, I was like, I'm not mad at you. I just need I just need a minute, okay? Like, yeah. just take me out of this room and, like, I need a minute, you know? And so, like, I'm trying to, like, balance it between, like, just saying, like, hey, I'm not mad at you, but r- I'm about to lose my mind right yeah. now. And versus, like, just, like, being quiet and, like, stopping. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you just give me a minute, like, I can... Pretty much like reboot and be like, okay. But it's just like, I just need it. I just need it.
1: But it's one of those things that those friendships are important that you can actually say that to someone and be like, and them understand it. Like, I've told all my friends because I've multiple times had conversations with friends and they're like, you're just really blunt and it comes off mean. And I'm like, I, so now I typically, if someone asks my opinion about something, I preface it with, do you want me to be honest? What do you want to hear? Like, what, do you, like, what are you literally looking for? Mm-hmm. Like, are you looking for comfort or solutions? Mm-hmm. Like, because if you want my honest opinion, you're not going to like it mm-hmm. typically. But here's the thing is a lot of t- time people say like, oh, well, yeah, no, I want you to be honest. And then I do it and they're like, oh, that was really harsh. Right. You were like really mean. And are I'm you, like,
0: you're judgmental.
1: Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, well, you asked for my opinion and I'm not going to lie to you, which is what I've told you even, even though the, like we haven't known each other very long, but I've told all my friends, I'm like, If in life I'm ever making mistakes or fucking up, whether that be with work, personal friendships, relationships, you know, even if it was family or like anything, I expect my friends and maybe this is just me. I expect my friends to hold me accountable. Yes. I want my friends to be like, hey, you were a bitch the other day. Yes. And then I'm or be like, Michelle. Obviously, she's always like, can I give you some constructive criticism mm-hmm. or can I give you some feedback? And, like, she's, like, very good about, like, mellowing. A situation. Anytime she's like, well, can I give you, like, an opinion? And She's, like, very calm about it. And I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. But, like, kind of, like, softening a blow. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, I feel like sometimes you need your friends to be like, hey, I need to, like, tell you, like, you're about to really fuck up. Mm-hmm. And, like, we've had those conversations about, like, certain things, like, obviously in, like, our group chats about... You know, whether it be a business decision Mm -hmm. or a relationship or, like, whatever. And it's just, like, if you do this, just know you're going to fucking hate yourself tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And then you have to deal with the consequences. Mm -hmm. Like, as long as you have a friend willing to sit there and say, like, hey, I'm going to accept you regardless of what you do, but I think you're about to fuck up. Right. Right additional to that
0: don't be that friend that's like willing to tell your friend that they're gonna fuck up there don't be that friend that's like ready to tell the person like how they're doing something wrong or that they need to like do a corrective action or something like that but then whenever it
1: comes back Mm -hmm. on you you're like oh wait 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 what well no then also don't be the friend that and i've had to say this to some people as i was like that you kind of give them like a tinge of advice Mm -hmm. that you're just like not clear on and then whenever the thing happens, you say, well, I told you so. Yes. And it's just like, no, you didn't. Right. Because you just said like, if that, if you truly felt that way about the scenario, why didn't you say, hey, you're about to make a massive mistake mm-hmm. instead of waiting to just say, I told you so. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fucked up to me. I, what I, would I do in those
0: situations, I, I don't ever say, I told you so. I think that's so fucked up.
1: Well, I, say, I can't lie. I
0: have said that wait, before. Let me, yeah. let me, let me correct it. Yeah, i will tell you i told you so about someone else <laughs> but i won't ever tell that person like i told you like i think it's very rare that i'm like this is it you know and yeah it, 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 it's all situational like if it's something lighthearted, i'll be like yeah i told you that was gonna fucking happen yeah that's something but like if they're like hurting i'm not gonna like kick you oh, down. no you know?
1: never like that but it's just one of those scenarios where it's like if i'm like hey i think i'm gonna do something stupid it's like okay if you do that this is gonna happen yeah Like, every action has a reaction. Mm -hmm. And then say I go ahead and I go through with it and say I get hurt or something else. Mm -hmm. Then, yeah, I would expect you to be like, I tried to tell you. Mm -hmm. What did I tell you? Mm -hmm. Because then I can be like, you were fucking right. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you how many of my friends have come to me and they were like, you were right. You called it. and I was like, I fucking tried to tell Mm you. All of my friends say that
0: because yeah, I'm very, like... I hate saying, like, I'm an analytical th- thinker because, like, I feel like that means, like, this is what I'm thinking about all... Th- I'm, like, spending all this hours, mm-hmm. like, devoted to thinking about this, whatever. But, like, when I think about situations, I think about what do I want to happen, what needs to happen, and what real Well, like, what are the possible outcomes? Happens. Yeah. yeah. And I look at them all, and I'm like, okay, well, like, let me do this. And even, like, whenever I'm doing, like, something that's maybe, like, self-destructive or something like that, I'm like, okay, well... I know this is gonna hurt me and mm-hmm. end, but
1: I don't really care right what now. What was you that? Know? We both sent each other the same thing about self sabotage yes. the other day. And I was like, fuck. I was like, I was like, because you sent it to me and I had already hearted it. I saw it and I was like, yep, I was like, nailed it. But it's one of those things that also, um, according to my TikTok gr- degree from all the therapists online, um, that they say that people that are like so analytical and like able to kind of predict things, most of it circling back comes from like family traumas Mm -hmm. and especially whenever you were raised a certain way because like how you said with your stepmom was the same with me you're almost preparing yourself constantly for the ball to drop yes and I was like holy shit that's so spot on because I was consistently like every single time before I made a decision I was like here's what's going to happen Mm -hmm. if I do this I'm going to get in trouble. If Mm -hmm. I do this, I'm still probably going to get in trouble. If I go this way, I might get in a little less trouble. Mm -hmm. But like, regardless, I was like, or I would just be like, I can't do anything because there's no outcome. Mm -hmm. That's good. And so I think that whenever you're kind of raised in any type of household growing up, especially at like a younger age, you're constantly like predicting the future of like, okay, I have to prepare myself Mm -hmm. for these outcomes. Mm -hmm. And so now in a weird fucked up sense, it's helped us as adults because we're like, I can tell you exactly what's gonna happen. Because right. I constantly am watching and looking and learning from people mm-hmm. and I need to know what is going to happen. It's like I always, you always have that hope of like, oh, it would be nice if this could play out this way.
0: But oh, like absolutely. I, I'm expecting the worst. Like mm-hmm. I don't I'm not getting my hopes too high up. But I also get I also get that sense of like, I've been like trying to work on this lately is I feel like disappointment so much because i think after last year with the whole i can't use nicknames on you (laughs) i'm gonna gonna use my own (laughs) nicknames on your podcast that's fine (laughs) well everyone
1: can just go listen to yours then. so
0: i think that like with last year with like the whole gi thing it was like my final like breaking point Mm -hmm. and it was finally like a point to where i i was in this battle of like God dang! Like, when do I finally get to be happy? Like, when do I finally get to get like one thing that I want? And so now, every time that I don't get the slightest thing, it's like Mm -hmm. it's it's it seems so major to me. And it's no, I totally agree. I just want one thing that I I want. You totally agree. I'm not asking for much, and it
1: sucks because it's like it's not that I don't like. I love my friends. Mm -hmm. I love the like. Yes, life has its moments, but I was like, I'm not unhappy. Like, I like life. Yeah. Or is there a lot of shit I would like to change? Yeah. Yeah. Am I working to change it? Yeah. Yeah. But it's one of those things that it's just like, once again, going back to like last week, my friend was just like, well, you're always posting. You're always doing all this stuff. And I was like, once again, we've all said like Instagram and social. It's a highlight reel. Right. I like typically don't post negative shit. And now I'm just like. First of all, I'm never gonna be the motherfucker that posts a video of me crying because, G- Jesus man. Christ, y'all are fucking psychopaths. If I the fact that video- I, if I am crying and I open up my phone and I like have to hit record, stop, stop. Yes. Go see a fucking therapist yes. immediately. S O S nine one one. Like you need a fifty one fifty hold. Like just go help yourself. Yes. I will do a lot of things, but you will never fucking catch me on you the internet You are never going to catch me fucking just like having a full-blown meltdown on the internet. No. Now, if I happen to be having a meltdown and someone starts filming it, that yeah. might be different. Yeah. But I also, the people I surround myself with, I don't think would ever do that to no. me. But my whole thing is like, it makes me sad because so many of us do is like, I love social media for the aspect that I get to keep following people that I don't get to keep constant contact with and I'm like oh my gosh they're doing so great that's amazing but at the same time life is life like we're all going through shit whether it be small big you know like mediocre like whatever Mm -hmm. at all times and I'm not ever posting some of that bad shit right like I use sarcasm and humor very very fucking often and I think everyone knows that because anytime I post like a story and it's like something funny or kind of dark. People are just like, oh, damn. Or they'll be like, oh, well, you like especially dudes are always such idiots. And they're just like, well, what do you mean about that? Like, yeah. is that directed towards me? And I'm like, not everything is about you. Yeah. I thought it was fucking funny. <laughs> like, first of all, I just thought it was really funny. And I so I wanted to share it. But it's one of those things I'm like, do we all have to literally like with social media? Like, do I need to start telling people when I'm having a bad day? Well, that's like even the thing right now, like I'm on
0: leave from work for mental health because I was I've never been someone that like actually struggles with anxiety, I don't think. But I've been having like mm-hmm. panic attacks and things like that. So I'm, I've am i been on leave and people have made comments about my social media. I'm like, my social media is not reflecting of what's happening in that mm-hmm. situation. Like I posted I went to the fair one day, and I it took me. I was before I even went into the fair like grounds. I was ready to go home, and I was having a panic attack. And yeah, like, it took me thirty. Literally, I was standing on the sidewalk for thirty minutes before like trying to like talk myself into mm-hmm. going to the fair. And then I had to walk around with my sunglasses on for another thirty minutes because I could not stop crying. Yeah, it's like that's not on my social media. So it's like don't take social media. Like I don't ever fabricate anything for social media you know like I'm not ever going to put out this different image but I also am someone that only likes to focus on positive things because if I focus on negative things it makes me a negative person same 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 same. so I'm still going to try to post and share the things that make me happy that way Mm -hmm. I can go back and look at and be like okay yes your life is good your life is worth living like your life is like going somewhere mm-hmm. but like that's not reflective of that so it's like if you want to if you want to go and try to get get at me from my social media then please go ahead i will i will i can tell you a story about everything mm-hmm. like even when we went to the lou charles show uh, what last week or two weeks ago i literally was quiet and stopped talking to my boyfriend for like 45 minutes because i was upset and i was wanting to go home and sit in the dark room and cry yeah, I'm not gonna post it on social media. Why? Yeah, I don't need to. I I think post uh, posting on social media is your highlight reel, but it's also the moments that I want to remember. Why would I want to remember my sadness? Mm-hmm. Why would I want to remember that? Oh, I was because I feel like that would be like, oh, I'm documenting this moment where I kind of made somebody else feel like they didn't want to be there because I was in a bad mood yeah. because I was having a panic attack, exactly. stressed out. Like, why would I do that? Like, yeah.
1: Well, it's the same thing. I don't know about like Facebook with you, but like I had, fi- I've had Facebook since it was the Facebook.com. Yeah. But when you had to get the <laughs> invitation. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, I'm really old. Um, But the whole thing is, is like, I, it always does that like on this day mm-hmm. and it will pop up old shit. And I look back at some of the stuff that I posted and I was like, I remember what it was. And I'm like, you were so in your head that you had to make a horrible situation seem like it was okay. Mm-hmm. Like or you were just constantly like trying I was like proving to myself like it's okay, no everything's fine. Mm-hmm. when it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Which is honestly and like this is something we'll get into another topic guys, I'll just go ahead and drop the bomb that uh, I'm on an antidepressant. Same. <laughs> <Synthesis. laughs> yeah, I, I was like we uh yeah, I was like we've decided that It's something that is just needed and especially some of the shit that happened this year and well really the past year um, I got an antidepressant and I still don't know how I feel about it. It's only been three months but a lot of shit has fucking happened. Yes. And then this we can talk about this another time too but like Jordan and I both have like kind of said it's really weird because I've only been on one once before when I was like younger and it like I don't remember it, really, just because I once also had a journal and I was referring to my stepmom as it, and so I had to go to counseling, <laughs> so, like, <which> <laughs> yeah, so I had to go to counseling um because I was referring to her as it, which I still would um but the whole thing is like i I just don't feel anything right, really, and like we were kind of trying to explain that to people as like I don't know about anyone else, but like. I mean, I, I feel, but I also don't. Right, And it's it, hard to explain that because I'm like, it's like I'm living in the twilight zone or it's like I'm having an out-of-body experience yes. at all times. Yes. So like, I don't know if I want to keep doing it. No. And
0: like, I've only been on mine for what, I think this is my third week maybe. Yeah. So it's not, mine is not really fully affecting me. It, But I have those weird moments where it's like, this doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that could be good and bad because mm-hmm. it could i could also see where like i could go down and down will spiral and it could like end up like oh i've definitely been
1: on that path i feel like the past like week of yeah. just like nothing matters oh yeah
0: have you seen my manic TikToks? <laughs>
1: yeah
0: <laughs> we made one on sunday <laughs> <laughs> but yes i feel like it's it's weird because it's just like i know you you feel like i know i f- i should feel a certain way about the situation yes. but i just don't like and it's like it's almost like i don't care
1: it's like very, I just feel very numb. Yes. To everything. Yes. And that's the thing that scared me about it is I was just like, okay, I literally feel like the most horrific thing could happen right in front of me and I wouldn't even flinch. Right. And that has, and I know everyone, like a lot of people have been like, well, you need to stop watching true crime. And I was like, that's not it. I was no. like, I was like, I literally just feel like we're all so desensitized to anything negative or bad mm-hmm. because it's constant. mm mm-hmm. Like the older you get, it does suck. It's like life happens. People die. Bad shit happens, whatever. Like when you were younger, like you kind of live in a bubble. Mm -hmm. And that's why like whenever my friends like their kids and stuff, like I liked how Paul was saying like he's not letting his kid, you know, have technology. And I was like, Mm -hmm. good. They don't need it. I was like, there's so much bad shit out there. It kills me. And like everyone's entitled to obvious. I'm not a parent. Y'all don't fucking come for me. I get it. Like, But if I was, I don't think I would want my kids having access to technology. Right. Like, there's so much bad shit out there. And even as an adult seeing some of it, I'm like, I don't want to see this. No. And then you're just like, you just get so used to it. Right. And And I think that's that's fucked up. That's not it. No, it's not it. I, I feel like as a kid,
0: my first introduction to the cruelty of the world was when I was fifteen, sixteen year old, and having that stepmom,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I feel like it kept me. So I think it's why I still, I kind of still have like that positive, like optimistic outlook. Mm-hmm. Is because I was raised for so long that way. Like literally, when I tell you, I used to have a resting smile face. Nobody believes me, but I used to have a resting smile, and. It was to the point because where... Because you had to fake it. No. No. No? No, this was genuinely me. I used to have a resting smile because I was genuinely just so happy. Oh, okay. Despite, I see what you mean. Yeah, okay. despite everything that happened, like, with my mm-hmm. mom, I, I was just so happy. Mm-hmm. It's to the point where, like, when I had a soccer practice, they called me... My nickname was Smiley because my coach would be like, even after you're running sprints, you're still smiling. I just had a a natural, like, resting smile. I was always happy and always trying to make other people happy. And then, whenever this person was introduced into my life, I was told that that was fake. I was told that there was no reason Mm -hmm. why I should be that happy. And...
1: How sad is that? Right, how... An adult being like, there's no reason you should be
0: happy. Yes. And to the point where now, I have a resting bitch face, and it's not even purposely. It's just, I have... I show no emotion on my face, More, majority of the time. If I'm not frowning, and it's just like you, the fact that one person can change you that mm-hmm. much, and it's one of those things where I didn't even realize it until people started asking, me, like, "Come up, and like, what's wrong mm-hmm. with you?" And I'm like, "Nothing. I'm just sitting here." It's because I was like, "Okay, well, I'm. I shouldn't be smiling all the time. Maybe I shouldn't be happy." Like
1: that's the shit shitty. that happens to you when you're younger really does affect you into your older years. Yeah. Which I didn't really realize for the longest time, right? And, and then I was like, "Oh shit, and there's a reason why I have all these issues,"
0: right? And that has to be such a mental thing because mm-hmm. you, know, you don't you don't choose your resting face, no. But you have to realize how mentally you had to fuck me up to where, mm-hmm. I, when I naturally am smiling all the yep. time, now I'm naturally like grimacing or like Mm -hmm. showing no emotions like well
1: that's part of the reason why i think i'm so good at like i can walk into any situation and just like adapt and overcome and i'm Mm -hmm. like a chameleon because i would consistently go from like literally in the car crying Mm -hmm. and being like get your shit together Mm -hmm. and then having to go in and be like oh we're a happy fucking family Mm -hmm. everything's fine no it's not Mm -hmm. And it was just like my stepmom literally just like told me that I suck at life. I'm never going to mount anything. Mm -hmm. I'm a failure. Like I'm a loser. I'm overweight. Like whatever. Like then I developed an eating disorder, like all this stuff. And then it was just like, okay, you have to like keep a, you know, 4.0 GPA. You have to do this, 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 and this. And then literally I would start doing like all these extracurricular activities for college because then I had to get into a good college. And then it was like, well, you need to be home to do chores. Oh, bitch. What? When her literal son didn't have a job who had already graduated and literally just got like got arrested and all types of other shit. And, but it was like Robin has to go hand wash the fence. And then Michelle would have to sit out there with me and watch me hand wash the fence or fucking mow or like weed eat or whatever. I was a
0: dancer. Same. Until my junior year of high school. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the dancers figure. You're oh, sm- yeah. You're mean everything. Same. Yep. I got moved from my school because she didn't want to drive me to school. So I had to ride the bus to school. So I'd, I left my fine arts school to go to public school. And it got to the point mm-hmm. where my dad wanted me to still be in activity. So I ended up doing, doing cross country, I think, senior year or something like that. So I was then doing cardio, running. Mm-hmm. I lost so much weight. My bus driver noticed. She said, are you okay? Because you're looking really skinny.
1: She I noticed that. that did
0: the same thing. Wait a minute. I got home and I was told that I had muffin top.
1: Mm-hmm. I was told I was obese. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. At 120 pounds. And then she,
0: Robin, when I tell you, I was a prude. Oh, in same. same. I was very much so like, you don't have sex until married. Same. I don't... Same. I same. 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 I didn't kiss my, at that point, long term, like secret boyfriend because I couldn't do anything yep. until I was a senior in high school. And This bitch had the audacity to tell my dad that I was going to get pregnant.
1: Yep. Same.
0: I was such a prude that my friends didn't even want to tell me when they had sex because they Mm -hmm. knew that I I didn't agree with that. And then this person is basically telling my dad that I'm a whore. I'm like, what?
1: That is same fucking thing. My stepmom, my boyfriend was like a year older than me. And so he would like pick me up, you know, like whatever. And if he dropped me off and we stayed in the like, like driveway too Mm -hmm. long, she obviously age plays a role here. She'd be like, were you out there necking? I was like, "What?" and I literally had to be like, what is necking? (laughs) And she was just like, were you out there like making out and doing bad, you know, like inappropriate things that are like, not like for the Lord. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking? And obviously like, I didn't say fuck back then, but I was just like, what are you talking about? But it was just, like, I remember there was one time even that it was New Year's. And so, like, even my sister brought this up. as She was like, you were never there on holidays whenever, like, I got older. Mm -hmm. So, like, my mom passed when I was 14. I got a job at 15 because I obviously wasn't – I had to, like, support myself. And they, like, wanted me gone all the time. And so I worked two jobs. I worked at a teening salon and then I worked at the country club in pecan. In Granberry. And so I was always working holidays because you got holiday pay and like I would always work like the coat room or something else because we would always get tips from all the old people. And so I would just never be there for fucking holidays. And there was one like it was New Year's literally obviously New Year's goes till past midnight mm-hmm. and they knew I was going to be getting home later because mm-hmm. the party went till I think like like 1230 or 1 And so obviously you end up like whenever you work in food and beverage, hospitality, whatever, you end up obviously having to like bust tables, like, you know, like wash, like roll linens, Mm -hmm. you know, like do silverware, all the shit. You have your like move tables because I think it was like a Saturday and they do Sunday brunch. Mm -hmm. And so we had to reset everything. And so I get home and I kid you not, I will net like this is like the craziest fucking story on earth, at least for like a kid. So like I get home. And I'm like being quiet as I can be. And I'm like, you know, sneaking my key in the front door because I know everyone's probably asleep and (laughs) we're both burping. Sorry, y'all. And so I like, you know, very quietly, like all the lights are off. And whenever you would walk in, the staircase was like right at the front. And then there was a hallway down to my parents or I don't want to say parents, my dad and stepmom's room to like the right. And so I, like, literally walk in very quietly, like, turn around, and I shut the door, and all of a sudden a light turns on, and it's my stepmom, and she's like, where have you been? And I was like, at work. She's like, no, you've been out, you know, being promiscuous, da 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 And I was like, no, I've literally been at fucking work. Yeah. Like, it's New Year's, you know, I'm trying to, like, make money, whatever. She was like, I don't believe you. Stay right here. And she goes and, like, wakes up my dad. My dad's like, what the fuck is going on? Because he just wasn't present. He just didn't give a fuck about anything except when it came time to, like, beat me. And so she literally calls the club and asks for my boss. Shut up. And literally he's like, yeah, Robin literally just left. I just dismissed them. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't know, like— if I'd known she needed to be home at a certain time, I would have let her go. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like looking at her just like, kind of like feeling justified or whatever. But she was like, I still don't believe it. And I was like, he literally like, well, the was club was, it, like, it's fucking five minutes. It was five minutes away. Five minutes. If she, if they were that concerned, they could have just taken his drive up there and like, yeah, I was it. like, Jesus Christ. I was like, literally they have cameras. Like my, you just talked to my boss. And it's just like, that was the shit that just mentally, I was like, I can't fucking do shit right. Yeah. But it's those things that I just feel like other people need to know. Cause it's like, listen, y'all holidays, holidays <laughs> getting back shit. to what we started on. Um, holidays are rough, <laughs> <laughs> especially when your family either fucking sucks or someone's dead. Yes. So yeah. Anyways, check on your friends. Check on us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Help us. I'm going to change my mind. Do take pity on us, please. Help. (laughs) (laughs) SOS. Recommend a therapist for us, please. Yes. (laughs) I know. I was like, I already told Paul. Paul said he has a, like, good psychologist. He was like, you should interview him. And I was like, no, I'm going to go see him first. Dude.
0: So I thought psychologists were basically,
1: like, therapists for your brain. Mm -hmm. But, no, they don't do anything. Well, Well, no, they can diagnose you, though. They just don't prescribe drugs. No. my psychologist. That's a psychiatrist. There's a difference. Oh, sure. So a I don't psychiatrist know can, because I looked it up too. So a psychiatrist can actually diagnose you with something and give you medication, and then mm-hmm. a psychologist diagnoses you and kind of helps you, like with coping mechanisms and things. Oh, so yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I need a psychologist. For I'm sure. going to whichever
0: one gives me drugs.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I got mine from a regular doctor, so <laughs> who knows what that's better or worse.
0: My regular doctor was like, well, I can give you what you want. <laughs> I was like, I need help. <laughs> yeah, SOS.
1: But anyways, well, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming to our trauma <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, hi, we're here. Um, let's do it again. <laughs> we'll do uh, Trauma Thursday. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Super casual. It's fine. Wait, Tuesday. Trauma Tuesday. Yeah, so we well, it's Trauma
1: Tuesday. We'll have come out on Wednesday, though, yeah. this week because I just couldn't get it together. We couldn't get it together after Sunday. So No, we could not. It's fine. But anyways, um, thanks for listening, <laughs> everyone. Thank you. Love you all long time. Um, obviously, if you have comments, commons, um, questions, comments, concerns, um, besides our mental health. Yes. Please write in to Corks and Cowtown. Also give all your feedback. Always. You know, I always love hearing from y'all. And until next time. Cheers.